praise and worship you. Have your way in our midst, O oh God. May none of us leave the same. We pray that you enlarge our coasts. We pray that you expand our territory. We pray, O oh God, that your word would come forth and will not return unto you void, but it shall accomplish the thing you have sent it to do, and it shall prosper where you have sent it, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, and the saints said, Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It is awesome to be in the presence of God, amen. And I believe that today God has something special for somebody. Today God has something special for somebody, amen. How many are looking forward to the coming week, amen? The coming week is going to be fantastic, amen. Why is it going to be fantastic? Who can tell me? Yes, there's going to be the Give Thyself Holy Conference. Hallelujah. Even though it says 25th to 28th, for us, Eastern uh, Central Time is going to be the 24th at 11 p.m. and 25th, 12 a.m. Eastern Time. Hallelujah. And it's going to be fantastic. Who else but our prophet, the bishop, the evangelist, the apostle, the teacher, the pastor, Bishop Dark Heward Mills. Hallelujah. It's going to be a time, hallelujah, of teaching, refreshing. If, if you are a pastor, you are watching and uh, uh, you pastor a church or you are a church worker, a church leader, whether in the UD, in our church or in any church, this is the place to be. From Tuesday... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, hallelujah, Friday, 24th to the 28th, hallelujah. I believe 24th is a Monday night, is that right? Hallelujah, because it actually starts on, the, on Tuesday, amen, the 25th. But what do I mean by that? In conclusion, on Monday night at 11 p.m., just tune in and you'll be blessed, hallelujah. And uh, of course, it will be... Uh, um, Healing Jesus TV. It will also be on Facebook. Hallelujah. And uh, the, the, it's, yes. So you can register English, Spanish, uh, give thyself holy conference. Hallelujah. And God will bless you. Amen. I'm excited about it. And uh, you sometimes need to sacrifice to gain. Hallelujah. What do I mean by that? You need to sacrifice to gain. Some people will ask, wow, if it starts at 11 p.m., when is it going to end? Sacrifice to gain. Usually, those who did well in the Lord had to sacrifice something. So you and I will have to sacrifice some sleep to gain something better than sleep. Sacrifice sleep to gain something better than money. Because what you gain is better than money. The Bible says that in wisdom's right hand is long life. In wisdom's left hand are riches and honor. Is it the money you are looking for? You will get it. Is it prosperity? You get it. Is it, is, is it ministry? That is what it's all about. Hallelujah. We'll talk a bit more about that later on. Let's jump straight into our message for today. We are talking about the anointing and the presence. Who glory. The anointing and the presence. The anointing and what? The presence. So before I give you the first point, or let's look at Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. The Bible says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John 
and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. I'll repeat that again. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Wow. So it means that they were able to see that there was a certain boldness and there was a certain tenacity and there was a certain power in the apostles. But they wondered, how can these people know the word of God? How can these people know these things when they are unlearned? They have not studied. They have not read. They don't know the scriptures. They have not, they, they have not been discipled by an, a, a, a Pharisee. Like Apostle Paul. Even if it was Apostle Paul, they would say that, okay, he's learned. He was uh, 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 Galileo. Hallelujah. He's from the tribe of Benjamin. He was a scholar. But these are unlearned men, fishermen. They had not been to school. So how could they know the scriptures like this? But they took note. Glory. I said they took knowledge. They took note that these men had been with Jesus. So who has the presence of God? Is what you are going to talk about today. Who? Who has the presence of God? Who is it? Who, which person has the presence of God? Who has been with Jesus? Who has, who has the presence of God is the one who has been with Jesus. I don't know I'm speaking to somebody. Number one, those who preach about Jesus and salvation have the presence of God with them. Now, how can you tell who has the presence of God? Those who have been with Jesus. Those who preach Jesus Christ and salvation have the presence of God. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 12 to 14. Acts chapter 12. Sorry, Acts chapter 4, verse 12 to 14. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 to 14. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Hallelujah. So ministers and shepherds and people of God who have the presence of God usually preach about salvation. You realize that Peter was preaching about salvation. Someone who has the Holy Spirit will preach about salvation. How can it be that someone has the Holy Spirit and is preaching about success? How can someone have the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is not thinking about success now because he's given success already? How, if, if I've given Matilda a car, will my focus be on how to get Matilda a car? It's up to Matilda to accept and receive the car. But I don't need to focus, Matilda, how is she going to get a car? You think Jesus is in heaven figuring out, oh, how can Matilda get a car? How? He's already provided. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Past tense. John 15.7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Matthew 6.33 but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So Jesus cannot be in heaven figuring, trying to figure out how to give, how, to people, how people can get 
what is already given to them. He has already provided. What Jesus is figuring out is to seek and to save the lost. So the Holy Spirit who will testify about Jesus. Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will, he will guide you into all truth. He's not going to speak of himself, but what he hears from me, that will he speak. And he will show you things to come. He will not speak of himself, but what he hears from me, that is what he will speak. So he cannot be speaking what Jesus did not see. And we all know what Jesus said. Jesus preached salvation. Jesus said, I've come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus Christ says, the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. The Bible says, what manner of love God the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. For God commended his love toward us in that while we are sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only or his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. That's what Jesus is focusing on. So if the Holy Spirit is in somebody, I said if the Holy Spirit is, some, is in somebody, the Holy Spirit is going to bring out salvation messages because that is the gospel. Hallelujah. He's not going to talk about money seminars, even though we will talk about money seminars. Like I always say that in our diocese, I don't know, I, we talk a lot about things. We all know. What are some of the things we've talked about? Budgeting, finances, how to start businesses. Let's finish the, what else about finances? How to be debt-free. These are seminars we have regularly on Zoom. If you just go to some of the, the, their faces. And then, how to build good credit. Then we talked about health. Against coronavirus. How to protect against coronavirus. How to protect against inflammatory diseases and uh, uh, chronic inflammation and high blood, high blood hypertension, uh, diabetes. All these things, we talked about them. What else have we talked about? Even school initiatives, the, the, the saved. We've talked about how to get into college, college courses, even college students, how to work with them. Marriage seminars, how to get into university, things to do. So, we, 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 so I'm not talking as if I'm someone who is not privy to these things or who is not pushing them. That's why it's prevalent in our area, in our diocese. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here, but that's not a gospel. The gospel is that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. It will never take away. Hallelujah. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody. So if the Holy Spirit is in you and I, we would have these seminars, we will have those messages on how to get rich. Nevertheless, the gospel will be clear. Someone who has the Holy Spirit Someone who the Holy Spirit is in would be interested in salvation. Those who are ministers of the gospel who are not interested in salvation are people who don't have a, a certain measure of the Holy Spirit. Or they have not allowed the Holy Spirit to, 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 to relate or to, 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 to express himself through them. No matter who it is, no matter the title. Yes, it doesn't matter the title. Pastor, Reverend, whatever, it doesn't matter the title. The title, the key is that the gospel, who glory, I said the gospel will be preached. Yeah. You don't even need to be an evangelist. You don't even need to be doing evangelism. When I, I say you don't need to be doing evangelism, you don't need to be going on preaching in, in towns. You can, and having crusades, you can do your own evangelism in your area. I'm but I'm talking about a certain message in the church. 
I'm talking about in the church. Them, why is it that there are no altar calls in some churches? Hallelujah. Why is it that you see people on YouTube or Facebook and they'll say nice messages, but there's no altar call? Who cares whether the person is a millionaire if they are in hell? What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Yes, you've got a million dollars. We clap for you, but you are in hell eventually. 30, 20, 30 years of enjoyment versus perpetuity in, in hell. Forever. Eternal torment, no escape. Forever. You cannot return. That, 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 that is what the Holy Spirit will do. Ministers who have the presence of God preach about Jesus and, and not about economic, economics, about money, about empowerment, or about the marketplace. Hey. <laughs> all men of God and women of God, all people know how to quote the scriptures. All Christians claim to represent God. All men and women of God seem to declare wonderful things about the great God, yet many do not have the presence of God with them. I, I don't know if I get what I'm saying. The presence of God, when God's presence is with you, he will cause you to do certain things. Who are those who have the presence of God? Who? Who? Those who have the presence of God are quick and easy to pick out. Even the wicked Pharisees were able to detect the presence of God in the disciples of Christ who were unlearned. They noticed the mention of Jesus Christ in the words of these young men. They noticed that these men were talking and preaching about Jesus. The apostles were not saying that, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for financial seminar. It's time for get rich seminar. It's time for banking seminar. It's, not, it's time for stock market, market seminar. That's not what the disciples were doing. You see, I hope right now we all know that I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about those things. But I'm talking about the emphasis. The main thing is always the main thing. It will never change. It will always be the main thing. The Pharisees noticed the unmistakable miracle that had been performed. They could detect the presence of God in these great men. Or where are your you see, where are the miracles? You see, you see, the miracles come when Jesus is preached. I remember the Lord told me some time back, when you are about to preach or you are about to do something, you are praying for people. In the past, I used to tell them about the miracles that God has done in the crusades and in our, our conventions. I don't say that much these days. Meaning that, oh, I'll actually get people to read testimonies. I, I'll get, during the crusade, I'll get people, okay, all the testimonies, read them. Okay, in 2000, this thing, this crusade in Minneapolis, this thing happened, this person had a stroke, and one person had a stroke, left side stroke, couldn't move. The part of God touched the woman, and she started moving in front of everybody from the hospital. But that wasn't bringing the power. It was actually talking about Jesus' miracles. Bringing Jesus, Jesus' miracles. Jesus did this. Jesus did that. That's what releases the power. But you think that people will say, wow, this pastor, he's preaching. 
And God has used him to do many miracles. So as he's about to pray again, there'll be miracles. That was less of an effect than what Jesus did. When you are talking about what Jesus did, that released more power. Increased. That one, ears are popping open. Blind are seen. In the crusades. Because Jesus was mentioned. Because Jesus was mentioned. What was said was that Jesus healed A, Jesus healed B, Jesus healed C, so Jesus will heal you. That was what released the power. After salvation. After salvation. Because the crusades are not there for healing. There was a time that so many people were healed by very few salvations. I was very, very sad. I was very, very sad. Whilst people were saying, wow, miracles, I was so sad. Because that's not why I went there. I didn't travel to go and be for healing only. But for salvation, then healing. First. What do you think? Number two, those who stay in fellowship for long times have the presence of God. Look at Acts chapter 1, verse 21 to 22. Wherefore of these men, so Judas had hanged himself, and Acts actually explains how the dying process occurred. It just says he hanged himself and died. But when you read Acts chapter 1, before the verse 21, on, uh, 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 it says that, and Judas fell headlong and his head burst out after he was hung. He fell headlong, head first, splashed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Acts 1, 18, very good. Michelle. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. So head first, then gushed out. Bowels. That's, yeah, he didn't just die hanging. He died at wild death. Okay, verse 21. And it, is, it, was, it was well known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem in so much, okay, the, verse 22, uh, uh, 21. Verse 21. Wherefore of these men which have companied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. So, they said that, uh, when you read earlier on, it says that Judas, we all know him. He transgressed. He betrayed Christ. He was hung. He hanged himself, headlong, bashed, open, bowels, burst out. <laughs> and then say that we must now choose someone from amongst us, us who to, to replace Judas because there needed to be 12 and it couldn't have been Apostle Paul because Apostle Paul was not, did not company with them. Apostle Paul was a very, very wild uh, apostle with Apostle Barnabas. But Judas needed to be replaced by 
one who had accompanied with them from the baptism of John, from Jesus, the beginning of his ministry, till his death, to witness, to be a witness of the resurrection. But they chose someone who had accompanied. So someone who has been around, who has been around. It doesn't mean the new people are excluded, but people, someone who has been around is someone who is qualified for the presence. Who has been with Jesus for some time? I thought you put your hands together for the Lord also. Yeah. So, so the disciples needed to choose someone who had fellowship with Jesus for a long time. Those who stay in church for long hours have the presence of God. Oh, I've passed it for some time, not too long, but enough to know about how many people in church always are in a hurry to leave. Some say I have to go and do laundry, which is true. Some say I have to, what, what are some of the excuses people make? Weekend is, Weekend is my me time. Family time. Everybody, work. Groceries. No, that's what work is important. I mean, if someone says I have to rush for work, that's good. That, I mean, that, that makes sense. But the, the laundry, we cook for the week. Movies and football. Football. Or basketball. People, you see, Christians will spend. How many? How long is Super Bowl? I don't have. I, I, for some reason, I don't have time for that. Okay, three hours, including half time or excluding half time. For so, Christians will watch Super Bowl for four hours. People chasing a ball, <laughs> and and of course, it's entertainment. It's nice. We need to entertain ourselves for four hours and not be tired. But when it's church for two hours or one and a half hours, they start looking at their time and complaining. No matter the prayer, you can't get the presence of God because you don't want God. How, if you don't want God, if you want God, you will not want to be rushing out of his service to go and sit home and, and, and uh, you see people who are alone, who are single, alone in the world. They'll just complain. And then they'll go home and just go and sit there and watch TV, do nothing. Hallelujah. Can, can this, the lesson be later on so I can focus? Unless it's urgent, please. Hallelujah. What do, what do you think? The, so, so those who company with God are those who really need to hear from him. Those who have experienced God are those who carry the true words of God. We don't need human ideas. We don't need high-sounding phrases, nor we need motivational speeches for our lives. Look, there are people who are very high-sounding words. There are some people who have very high... Look, when you hear some people speak, they can speak, but it doesn't mean they have their presence. Word salad, they can... Look, some people know how to, to mix the word of God and to blend it and to make a good meal a good smoothie, but they don't have the presence of God. Because the presence of God is not a quick high feel. And then you go and continue and nothing changes. The presence of God is not where you get, hey, hey, well, we are blessed. What did you preach? What, what was the message? Oh, uh, it was a good message. What was the message? Oh, he talked about prayer. What about prayer? Oh, it was a powerful message. <laughs> And 
And yet, he talked about prayer. Okay, are we praying after the result? He talked about socks. He talked about money. Wow. He talked about seven steps, seven keys to financial liberation. A year has passed. Where is the liberation? Where is the liberation? Ten years have passed. There's no liberation. Why? Because the presence was not there. But yet it was a nice cocktail salad. It was a very nice salad. It was a very nice meal because the pastor knew how to divide it and to mix words. But that was it. But the presence with fantastic English words, but the presence was missing. Those who praise and worship God have the presence of God. If you praise and you worship God, you have God's presence. God inhabits the praises of Israel. And we are the Israel of God, according to Galatians. So God, what we see, the people who are really, really, really anointed, really, really, really have the presence of God. You see that they are all musical. Our, our prophet is very musical. Why do I say that? Because look at the music he produces. Look at the singing. You can tell he enjoys it. This, all right? Yeah. As you can tell he enjoys it. You can tell that he, he, he loves music. You can look at Catherine Kuhlman. She loves music. Benny Hinn loves music. Sorry? Who? Kenneth Hagen. Yeah, you hear him sing, sing it again. Sing it again. Sing it, yeah. <laughs> people who really have the presence of God are people who love music. Look at that, uh, Psalm 100 verse four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. If you and I want God's presence, we must be people who are thankful to God at all times. We are people who are praising or pray, we praise God on a regular basis. And we are people who bless his name. And that's why we start services with praise and worship. So those who are thankful and have a thankful spirit have God's presence. Look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 21. I see Whitney Volante. God bless you, Whitney. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 21. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. Do not be drunk with wine. Now, I, in the past, I was someone who I've drunk, I've been, I've experienced every level of drunkenness from tipsy to mild drunkenness to medium drunkenness to extreme drunkenness where i don't even remember what happened i just find myself at home when i was in the world you, you, very few people have i was able to drink a bottle of gin 
not, not immediately, but at a sitting. <laughs> and, and, and of course, when I was an unbeliever, when I was not a saved Christian, and there is, a, and, 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 and alcohol takes over and, and, and expands your emotions, or what I say, and takes, and, and, and enhances what you are feeling. If I'm angry with Titi and I drink alcohol, I'll burst out eventually and talk anyhow and, and let her know. People who are drunk, they are looking for a girl, they are shy, they get drunk, they will approach and be bounced like a ball in the process. <laughs> hey! The same way, so God is saying that do not be drunk with wine where in its excess but be continuously filled. This word be filled. Look at uh, uh, Amplified. Be being filled. Be continuously filled with the Holy Ghost. And do not be drunk with wine. For that is debauchery. But, be, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. So the same way alcohol controls you, the Holy Spirit should control you and I the same way. And even more. So in excess... The way alcohol in excess controls. I, I know how it used to work. And I'm, I, I, well, I can't even do it well now. And then throwing up. The Holy Spirit should control, we can go back to King James, thank you, should control you and I in a, at least in that way. Where it has hijacked, alcohol takes control and actually makes you do what you would not have done if you were in your right state. <clears throat> alcohol would make you do what you would not have done if you were in a sober mind. Alcohol would also make you do what you would not have, or you make you do what you wanted to do, but in the wrong way. But the Holy Spirit will make you do what you want to do, but you are not able to do in the right way. So be not drunk with wine, where in its excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. Continue. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear. <clears throat> one of the fastest ways to lose the presence of God is to criticize and to complain. Oh yeah, you lose it quickly. Because you see that it is in being filled with the Holy Ghost that we are thankful. We are, we, we are appreciative. So the opposite of appreciative and thankful is complaining. You can lose the presence of God by being critical, murmuring, and speaking evil. A grateful spirit and a thankful heart is a key to experiencing the presence of God. 
Next one, those who are prayerful have the presence of God. Acts 4.31, yeah. If you are prayerful, you have the presence of God. Very good. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they speak the word of God with boldness. So you realize that when they prayed, when they prayed, the place was shaken. Where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. So it was what? When they prayed. What? It was what? When they prayed. It was what? When they prayed. But unfortunately, many Christians, including pastors, do not pray. Most Christians do not pray. And many Christians will say, oh, it's easier said than done. Do you know how long I work? I'm also asking you, do you know how long I work? My God will pray. God will pray. God will pray. Gotta pray because we are in a warfare. So I'm always worried if I don't pray, then I'm losing ground. Because the devil is not resting. The devil has assigned demons and fallen angels to stand, and there's 24 7, they are always, they, they take shifts. <clears throat> While men slept, so people are sleeping. Whilst they are sleeping, demons are active and are working. So imagine one day you don't pray, then a demon has built a nest. It's small. Day two, you don't pray. Demon has increased the nest. Day three, and then one week, then the, the nest is almost complete. By the time you start praying, the devil has done something. And you can't even pray. That's the problem. So I always see it as an, an, an emergency. I have to pray at all. No matter what I'm doing, I got to pray. Even if I'm tired, I got to pray. What, what has always, since I started ministry and understood ministry, what has always gotten me tired is not moving around. You see church members say that, oh, Pastor David, you know, he's always tired. We need to pray for him. Yes, you need to pray for me. He's always tired. We need to pray for him. He's always moving around about, that's about 20% of my work. 80% is the praying in the word. We must leave these table, seven tables and focus on ministering of the word and prayer and appoint others. Dr. Yonggi Cho says he's the general and he sits there and he calls the people and solves problems in the bedroom chamber of prayer. That's why he solves the problems of the church. But many pastors don't pray. That's why the power is not there. I want to get to a point, like Smith Wigglesworth, where when there's a problem, I don't say come for the service. There's, there's actually someone who has stage four cancer who called for prayer because somebody who has brought a number of people for prayer where the people were healed, cancer and different things, stroke, that stroke patient was healed. So they for prayer. <clears throat> I want a situation where I want a time to come where 
when they can, when they call, oh, come in Jesus' name, cancer is gone. Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. See you. When they do a test, complete. Right now, it is more prayer and uh, uh, different things to eat and not to eat that are used that are working. Because there are certain things to eat and not eat that will help you against certain cancers. Yeah. Certain things to eat and to take that will help you. Of course, with prayer. And certain things to avoid. That will help. I, I know about three cases like that. No, actually four. Completely healed. Completely. Stage four. <clears throat> but i want the time to come that don't worry about the food eat what you want in jesus name out but i have to keep praying i have to pray more <laughs> and there are some cases there was also a man who had cancer actually uh, one of my guys uncle he had cancer stage four, and he had, he had been given six months to live. For me, no matter who it is, when you call me, can you come and pray for this person? Let's go. Jesus never refused, so I won't refuse. So I said, okay, let's go. Went to the guy's house. The guy showed me his pants. Doubled the size. He showed, showed he, he had shrunk half in a few months, three, four months. Shrunk. I might be exaggerating, but it's very close, three, four, five, I don't know. And when I met, I gave him some message to listen to, healing message. After that, I went to him <clears throat> and I said, in Jesus' name, God is going to heal you. I gave him scriptures. And then I said, in Jesus, I did all the prayers. Then a wife thanked me. I said, oh, don't worry, you thank me later on when there's tea. At that time, I didn't understand. Don't worry, we thank God, but don't worry. Later on, we thank God properly when he's healed. What do you want, coffee or tea? I said, I want tea. Drank it. He died about a week after. <laughs> that happens too. But a time can come when you are a person of prayer. Even your shadow will heal people. I said, when you're a person of prayer, it can be Aaron. It, it, it doesn't have to be. I know, yeah. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> you know what I'm laughing at. It doesn't have to be only a pastor. Joel, you can heal. God can use you to heal people. You just need to be a person of prayer. Brother, Imano. God with us. You can demonstrate that look, God is still with us. The Bible says that and, and, and Jesus bearing witness of the resurrection. Power was flowing. You can, you can demonstrate that look, I'm Emmanuel. My name is Emmanuel. But actually I'm trying to represent to you or tell you that God with us. Thank you for healing, Jesus' name. That's all. Those who are the presence don't need to do a prayer meeting in the place. Just command. Peter and John, silver and gold, I don't have. But I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. But that comes in prayer. I said that comes with people who pray. So 
church members, pastors, whoever it is, we must be people who pray. I want the presence. I want the presence. There are levels of power. There are levels of glory. There are levels of anointing. The Bible says, and, and, and Jesus had the spirit without measure. There are levels. Peter's level was that as he's walking, his shadow is healing people. So if, if they don't get to see him, all they need to do is to bring people right by him and his shadow will heal them. Whatever the disease was. The Bible says that Moses, when he went into the glory cloud, when he went into the presence of God, which is us praying, when he came out, the glory of God was shining bright on his face that the people could not steadfastly behold his face. Because as soon as they see him, he's too bright. They, they, can't, they can't look at his face for, like, no, they can't do this there. So he had to put a veil over his face. But that was the old inferior dispensation. We are in the superior dispensation. What can happen with us? But if you don't pray, you won't get it. You won't get it. What do you think? <clears throat> Those who obey God have the presence of God. We talked about that. And then finally, those who ask for the presence of God have the presence of God. <clears throat> it's amazing. It's amazing. Many Christians don't ask for the presence. I tell you that many Christians, if you are going to list the, the, the uh, do a pie chart of the topics, most or what do Christians ask God for? Many times it's money, car, house, job, this, that, that. Marriage, you see, the time, let me tell you one thing. Eh? Job, when I didn't have a job, when I, there was a transition time, I didn't see it when all my prayer time, I didn't say there about a job. It was only one day or two days that I just said a few words, maybe two minutes. I don't, I don't pray about job, those things. God knows I need, I don't, because seek the kingdom first and they'll be added. You don't need to pray about those things. <clears throat> I pray for grace, for mercy, for ministry, for anointing, more than any of those things. God, anoint me. I pray for your mercy, your grace. Help me, Jesus. Money. We so you can the pie chart to say job money is like one percent. <clears throat> But that one percent is, is marriage one percent. When you group that, that's all part of the one percent. Marriage, job, group them. But that one percent is like someone's thousand percent, because Jesus, you ask me if if you had all the resources in the world, and people always come to you, please give me one, please give me, please give me, please give me. And then you see another person who asks once, but it's always, I want you. I want to know you. I like you. I like you. Who will you give the thing to? The one who likes you. The one who is looking for you. Not the one who is always asking. Because the one who is always asking is telling you by always asking that they don't care much about you, but it's only what you can give them they care about. 
So when God sees that there's someone who is asking for him and asking for things that concern him, but not for the other things, he's more interested in those people. Like Solomon. God said, you did not ask for money. You did not ask for long life. You did not ask for the lives of your enemies, but you asked for something concerning leading your people. Because Solomon said, I want wisdom and understanding to guide your people, to lead your people. The wisdom and understanding was not for himself, but to lead your people. God said, wow, you didn't ask for those things. Because you asked for this, I'll give you what you didn't ask for. And in a greater measure. Oh, glory. Anointing. I don't ask for single. You have to ask for, you see, for God's presence. <clears throat> and not just for power. Yes, power is there. But how do, to love God? God, I want to love you. Nala, I want to love you, God. I want more of you. Show me how to love you. I want to be near you. I want to love you. I, wa I want to, to, to test for you. Lord, give me a hunger for you. Give me a longing for you. It's not just about anointing, but give me, I want you. And then once in a while, God will ask, which one do you, which one, if you had to choose, me or power? And I say you. But who is it that you, 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 you say you and you not get more power than <laughs> If it was you, wouldn't you give more power to the person who says you? What do you think? Look at Exodus 33, 15 to 17. Yeah? All I want is you, Lord. Is you, Lord. Yeah. It's you. Hallelujah. And he said unto him, If a hey, Moses, God said, I'm going to go. No, in fact, God said, I'm going to destroy your enemies and then I'm going to send my angel before you. But I won't go with you because you are so stiff-necked that if I go with you, I'll consume you. Then Moses said, Hey, if thy presence go not with us, we are not going. Don't let us go. We, look, we are going to stay here. Kill us all if you want. But for me, if your presence doesn't go, I'm not going. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in, in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Meaning that if you go with us, then we'll be separate from everyone. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing that also that thou hast asked, hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Oh, glory to God. We are going to verse 21. No, verse 17. Oh, that's... Okay, let's... Verse 18. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Verse 19. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. Hey. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. Yes. So this verse, I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. That happened to David. Look, it means that God 
it doesn't matter. The Medra. I'll choose. I've chosen David. It doesn't matter what I said. He's done. I've chosen him. Medra. I've chosen the man. I will show mercy and I'll be gracious to whom I will. Verse 20. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft, a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Hey. And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. My face shall not be seen. There's no twenty four. Okay. Hallelujah. The presence. But Moses asked. Moses asked. Moses said, Your presence. Moses said, Your presence. I need your presence. I need your presence. I need your presence, Moses said. How many ask him, Lord, I need your presence. There's very few people in the world who have asked. That's why you only have Bishop Dr. Rodmiel's Benahim and a countable few. Because not many people have asked. But I'm asking, I don't know about you. Let's ask. Let's ask. It is, in, it, is, it, it is important to be conscious of the need for the presence of God. Are we conscious of the need? Yes, we know about the presence of God, but are you and I conscious of the need for the presence? Are you and I conscious of the need for the presence? You understand? Most people are concerned about their about their perfume or their makeup. Or their outward appearance, women, before they leave for church, they are organizing themselves. But there's something more important than your makeup and hair and perfume. It's the power and presence of God. What do you think? It's powerful. Let's, Let's seek the presence. Amen. Key. And then Jesus said, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall our heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Mm. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you for the presence of God. We thank you for your power and your presence. We pray that you, we will be more like Jesus. May we be like Jesus, oh God. May we be more and more like Jesus. May we seek to know Jesus more. To know him. To know him. To know, him. To know Jesus. To know his love. To love him. To know his power. To know his glory. Oh God, may we seek your presence. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you are here 
you are watching on social media, you are watching on Zoom, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are not born again, but you know in your heart that if you die today, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell. But you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus Christ to come into my heart. I want him to be the Lord of my life. I want Jesus Christ to save me. If you are here like that, just raise your hands. I know that I'm far away from God, but I want Jesus to die, who died for me. I want him to save me. Then repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord Jesus, please be the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, please be the Lord of my life. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you all. Now, just before I let you go, I want to say God bless you for watching. Uh, before I uh, give Barcelona my God bless you for watching on social media. God bless you all. I want to remind you, it's happening live Monday night, 24th, 11 p.m. or Tuesday morning. If it's Eastern or GMT, Tuesday morning, it's happening. It's happening at 11 p.m. Central Time. Give Thyself Holy Conference with the Prophet Bishop Dike Odmos. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be life-changing. I especially invite you to register. Just go on the Dike Mills website, uh, uh, .org. Just go, give Thyself Holy Conference, register, and God will bless you. And then I hope to meet you there. I believe that it's going to be a powerful time. It's going to be awesome. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you. And I hope that we've been blessed. And I know that our lives are not going to be the same again. We thank you, God, for the presence of God upon each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Let's welcome Pastor Elam. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank God for such a 